Yeah, hey, I heard your bed isn't made, so I slept in it first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, hey, guys, this is uh, Bro Dads um, with Philip Kopzinski mm. and Harry J. Raleigh. Uh, Welcome. Wow, that was like an NPR. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Phil, um, what'd you do this weekend? Uh, I did a comedy festival down uh, in Southern Oregon. It was very good. Went uh, went very well. Me and uh, Gabe Rutledge headlined Gabe Rutledge, it. one of the best. Yeah, it had a bunch of Portland comics. The out- and I the problem is, I got a haircut right before it went on because I was like, <laughs> I was like, I need. I'm in show business. I got to look good for these nice people <laughs> on the coast. Of Oregon, these these, <laughs> these weirdo wizards <laughs> making, making their artisan glass anal beads or whatever they're doing. That is a weird thing about the Oregon coast. It's like, what do you do for a living? I own a taffy shop. The one, <laughs> the one next to the other taffy shop. There's, dude, there's bookstores ev- everywhere. Like, yeah. there's, it's like, oh, we're a town of three thousand people, and we have uh, eight bookstores. <laughs> Like I live in, I'm, I'm like I live in a town of four hundred thousand people. There's like one failing bookstore. Like Bar- <laughs> Barnes and Noble's like selling hammers and <laughs> Legos, and they're like, please keep us alive so knowledge can continue. <laughs> God. Oh my God, Barnes and Noble's is the saddest shit. Like nobody has anything to do. Yep, I, I feel like that's what's happened with a lot of these stores. It's happened with stores and um, channel like TV channels. Is that people stop specializing because they realize like people don't want to go all over the place to gather the things they need. Yeah. So like now instead of Barnes and Noble, just books. That's what we deal with: books and book related items. They're like we're going to be a bookstore and a and a and a toy store. And a coffee shop, and 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 it's like just well Best Buy. I mean, oh, good I, dude, I saw yeah. I saw a bike helmet at Best Buy. I'm like, yeah. what is this store? Oh, the the Best Buy near your house. Um, <laughs> they sell um, uh, exercise stuff now. They sell electric bikes, electric scooters. It's I love going in there because it reminds me of like it, it's what. It's what my heaven would be like. Where it's a like, manic episode. <laughs> I need a blender and a washer dryer and a scooter. This is the best place on earth. Oh shit. <laughs> Get this camera equipment and a flatbed and a new cell phone. I'm on my way. Uh, That's what's so good about it though, is because they actually have Spokane doesn't have like a camera store. So yeah. Best Buy is like the nearest thing where they have like up to date, you know, like you go into Walmart, it's like they got. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's just three cameras, and it's like all they sell are the fights that are filmed in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> they they sell the things that film the fights in Walmart. That is the only camera they're selling. They're like, oh, this is this is. A, I mean, it's just it's like in a hundred years from now, the cameras they sell at Walmart will be like the giant box with the, with the accordion on it. Some guy with a big mustache, like, here you go. They're like, hundred years from now, they'll be like, this was used to film two moms punching each other over a, a basket of, of Kool Aid pops or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, dude, those that is that is the chintziest sh- shit. Is that? Did you say racial slur? <laughs> no. I don't okay, chintzy is. Well, you know what, man. Yeah, hey, you, you know what? It is a racial slur. Please tell tell Twitter that there's a man saying something bad so they can talk about it endlessly. Man, I I've come to the realization that almost every word that was invented between like 1820 and 1930 has some type of racist connotation. I don't wear cotton socks anymore. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. You know what? I only have them shipped to me because I don't want I don't want an employee of color to have to pick them. God the damn! God damn. <laughs> so whatever, you know, whatever. Anyway, moving on. You only get this type of comedy from bro dads. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Continuing on the NPR theme. Welcome to bro dads. 
penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to NPR. No penis rape, but lots of silly jokes. <laughs> I I remember I remember um before I got into comedy when I was like a teenager, if you pointed a camera in my face or or like turn on a recorder, I would do the most embarrassing shit that I could think of. Like, yeah. like um, there was this class, I forget what it was called, but it was like, it'll teach you like the lathe and like how to- um, Wait, the what? The lathe, you know, like the the little spinning thing. Oh, that yeah, that's that stuff. old technology. Um, yeah, and so it was like one of those classes, but there was also like a photography class and a videography section in it too. And what the teacher learned was that you could just catch idiots doing stupid shit in the class if you just let one of the kids film people. <laughs> and so I would sit there with my with my buddies, um, Tyrone and Charles, and we'd just sit there and not do the thing that we were supposed to be doing. We'd just sit there and talk shit. And every so often, kids would just come with the camera, and then we would just do the stupidest shit. And I think about that because no one will ever see it. No right. one knows anything about it. The only reason anybody knows anything about it is because I said something. But kids now, that that could be a phone. That yeah, could be yeah. That's forever. That, you're taking well, and you're taking probably kids that are acting normal, and then yeah. they see the camera and they're like, yeah. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna touch my nipple to the to the t computer screen. You know, yeah, like that's yeah, what, yeah. That's what we would do. We would just be sitting there talking about like basketball or something, and the camera would come around. We'd be like. Ball sacks, meat, and then he would play it in front of the class, and so whoa, you, that's you would great. You, you would just see he would pop it in and be like, "This is what's been going on when you're supposed to be working," and then you would see our dumbass up there, like, "This is what I do to a bitch," <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> what are you working on? Oh, I'm working on this report. That's a Harry Tyrone and. The other guy. Man, it, <laughs> I, and, and, and I'm just so glad that I didn't, like, the internet wasn't a that big of a deal then. Uh, well, I had, so in college, the guy, these guys that were making movies, and one of them wrote for Cold Case. Oh. Another guy was on Joe Rogan for a documentary made. So they, like, have okay. had gone on to have, like, careers. Yeah. And, it, dude, they would bring out cameras at parties when everyone was, and then people would act. Man. insane right yeah. and it was like they would it's like would they have a career if that had been because <laughs> oh this is wild man so uh so they would so these guys all live together they were just they throw these big they're they're very uh motivated guys and so they wouldn't just hey come over have some beers we got a they would be like we're spending a week prepping for this insane rager Holy we're gonna have hell. so they're making like jello shots for three straight days like Shit. emptying they're like get rid of this fucking ketchup we gotta make more room <laughs> you know they, it was chaos dude and so and then you know they're i mean it was uh, it was a lot it was great the parties were a ton of fun and one time uh they're bringing out the camera and one of the guys do you have you ever heard of puppetry of the penis yes okay yes. so <laughs> For people who have not heard of this, it's where you make basically <laughs> human origami <laughs> out of your dick and balls. <laughs> that is that is that's basically it, right? Like yeah. they're like they're like well, just once it's like balloon animals. <laughs> <laughs> they have to take whatever the opposite of Viagra is. Like, <laughs> yeah, so they'll wrap their balls around their penis, and and then and then a camera will be on it, and then they'll Holy lift the curtain, shit. and it'll be like it's a parrot. <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh my god, it kind of looks like a parrot." And then the curtain goes back down, and he's like, "It's a squirrel!" And, Holy shit! And then maybe sometimes they make it like run around. It's a wild show on Ve in, that used to be on Vegas, and I think it used to be like on Broadway for a little I bit. I think it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was wild. Yeah, I knew a comic that she would come out and do like ten minutes, but while they were oh probably god. icing their balls, yeah, because they were doing this twice. <laughs> Man, that's Just a lot. Stretching yeah. it all out. Well, so my buddy had gone and seen this with his family, and they all got crazy in Vegas. <laughs> he's, I mean, he was in his, he was in his like twenties, you know. Uh, he was a junior. He's twenty-one, and uh, so he had figured out how to do one or two of them. 
<laughs> so he he gets pretty hammered. And of course, the filmmaker guys, and they're not filming with like our cameras that we film our stand. They're, they were filming with, it's funny, now those cameras that they were filming with probably aren't as nice as our little, yeah. you know, cam, 4, 4K camcorders. Yeah. But like at the time, that was like the nicest yeah. shit you could buy for under ten thousand dollars. Like I mean, they were br- they were bringing out like it was like it was like damn that thing's digital, you know. Like <laughs> so, but it looked great, and yeah. so they filmed him, f- cropped him from head, so you saw his face all the way, oh. yeah, all the way to the middle of his thighs. He's doing it, and he's slurring his words a little bit, and <laughs> and he's, he's a squirrel, <laughs> and uh, and then he did one. <clears throat> And he was, oh God, he goes, he gets his, he gets it all messed up. It doesn't look like a squirrel. <laughs> like he, what, I don't know what the show's like, but I don't think he was doing it. And and then he goes, you want to see the squirrel jump? <laughs> and of course you hear off camera like, yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> and then he starts humping and everything's oh, flapping around. God. Anyway, so. <laughs> They f- they filmed that at a not busy party, so it looked, dude, it looked like a snuff film. It's like <laughs> it's him with a w- dirty wall in the behind him, <laughs> and he's like, "You, what do you want next, the crow, or or the old man with the cane?" You know. <laughs> I would have screamed, "Old man with the cane!" I think he did all of them. <laughs> I and this is the this is where it gets crazy. <laughs> he they took that, edited it, and just all they did is cut it, yeah. and then they had a projector and every party they threw oh my god they, oh. pro- they projected it on a loop <laughs> oh my. so it's just like all night long oh. you see my friend up there just like you you, you want to see an armadillo <laughs> it'd be easier if i wasn't circumcised <laughs> just i mean it was chaos dude <laughs> anyway my so that guy god. that puppetry the penis guy he he's a pastor with a congregation oh, in the middle of the country somewhere, and he's great. He's beloved oh by everybody. I mean, obviously, he's a great performer. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> if that <laughs> if they had been asshole, like now, if you're assholes, we're going to throw this on XTube or Pornhub, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever, you know, or even just stills with like a blurred out thing on Instagram. Yeah. There's no way that guy could be in the position he's at now. Do you see with something like that though? I would give him a. I, I wouldn't even. You and I would, but yeah, you know, that's true, you know, yeah. in some, you know, some middle market town where people are trying to find Jesus, and yeah. he's the guy that's doing it. And then next thing you know, a local pastor twenty years ago made a gorilla out of his dick. <laughs> you know. I'm almost out of animals. I think we got to move on. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do your topic? What's my topic? Yeah. Do you know what my topic is? No. Oh. Well, I would like, because uh, next week hopefully this will grow out, but I would like to point out that if you see me in public, don't call me sir. <laughs> I got this haircut and I've been called sir more times than I have in my entire life the past week. <laughs> I had two moms apologize for their children's behavior. And I'm like, they're fine. Maybe, you you know what? Because it kind of looks like a retired master sergeant's haircut. Yeah, that's exa- that's yeah. exactly because my barber was busy, and I'm like, well, I'll just take the next person available. Yeah. And she, this lady just, I, she turned me in the chair, and I'm like, oh, that's, it's and it's just a, probably an in, maybe half inch too short. Yeah. But that half inch, I mean, that half inch is like. It's not good, dude. <laughs> it goes from active dad to active shooter. <laughs> I was t- I was complaining about it at the you know at this festival with all these other comics. They're like I, they're like we we just went and looked at some of your clips. It's not that different. I'm like it's different. I can tell. I can tell it's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's a little much, man. Because you know, normally, 
I don't know, like the long haircut is like, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> like, you smoke your doobies, stay up. <laughs> I'm cool. And now it's like, you're fucking gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's too, it's too much. And I, I'm excited for this to grow. It's grown out a little bit too. Like, yeah. I got this almost a week ago. And uh, I just I, f- I do this to myself all the time where I'm like, oh, I, I have to get a haircut. I can't. These people are paying fifteen dollars to see me <laughs> <laughs> in this town with nothing to do. Well, you wait, w- were the shows uh, well attended and everything? Oh, man. Yeah, they were great. Well, I had a, a midday show in Roseburg. OK. And uh, that was uh, not well attended. Um, yeah, that al- those always seem to be a little. Yeah, three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, not gonna yeah, be, yeah. not gonna be uh, the the most. Well, and it was funny. There was a mom with like f- four kids, ages oh. eight to sixteen. Oh my, and eight I, to sixteen. Oh, what yeah. is she doing? Yeah, yeah, and the and the the, the, the sixteen year old was loving it. <laughs> 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 I actually kind of cleaned up my set a little bit, but man, everybody opening, I felt like went dirtier. Yeah. <laughs> like fuck them kids. <laughs> You know, that was it's a weird thing, like status in an environment like that. Yeah. Because we get there, and pretty soon you you see he was funny. He was, you know, every, everyone was kind of funny. You know, yeah. if they, you you get involved in a situation like this, and there were points where I'm like, I need to, like, because I was like, they were tripping, you know, and I'm like, guys, just do your act. You know, if yeah. if it's too much, they'll walk out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And and I go, it's nice because if it's too dirty, they'll. You know, it'll clear, it'll flush out, flush out the people that don't want to be here, you yeah. know? And, uh, they, uh, yeah, I think it's like, I think they listened to me too much because it was just <laughs> like, they started dropping the F bombs and shit. Like, and it was, I was like, whoa, maybe not that hard, dude. I mean, so whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because I'm like, my, I don't, like, I don't think my, I don't have like this haircut is giving me an aura of authority. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like I have 200 Twitter followers. Like I don't deserve the credit that you're giving me right now. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah dude, it's so ridiculous to be like, oh, we're gonna listen to this guy. He made 50 bucks on a Facebook reel once. <laughs> uh, Man, I did a show uh, Saturday, and. It was, have you ever done a show where it makes you like evaluate like the strategies you're taking in your career? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Uh, because I, I, I got this gig through, a, you know, through um, Nick Tyson, longtime comedian. Oh, I, and, I know uh, this gig that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, it's it's an event center and, and not really an event center. It was a restaurant that, they just stopped doing the restaurant in part and they just leaned into the catering and using the space as like an event center. And so, you know, there's not a lot of people going in and out. And uh, the past like three weeks, uh, Nick was messaging me like, hey man, you gotta promote this. And I'm like, I am promoting it. You know, like, like I don't know what, people think is going to happen when you put something on Facebook or on Twitter. <laughs> right. You know, but... Uh, and he's not doing ads. He's yeah, an old, old school guy. Yeah, yeah so yeah, he's... Yeah. So his idea is just, let's just flood, like, whatever you have with the... No, I did that gig. And, the post. And I had, like, five people that I knew, sh- that I personally know show up. Yeah. And I'm like, this is why I don't like doing these local... Bargain, like I'll do that. Yep. I'll do that kind of gig out of town all day long. If I yeah. can, it, they're like, "Oh, you want to tack on a Wednesday and you can go to, uh, you know, rickety custards <laughs> barbecue shack or whatever." And they're like, "You get a barbecue sandwich and you get a sleep in his old barbecue. <laughs> they put an old dog bed in there." <laughs> And it's a place where the comics stay after the show. Yeah, I mean, I'll do that shit out of town all the time because yeah. I'm like, I don't know any of these people, and I'm not too fancy to not yeah. get that extra 200 bucks or whatever whatever crappy gig it is. But in I, town, I hate doing it because I feel yeah. like then if I if someone see me at the club or like a good venue, and then they're like, they show up at that, and they're like, what the fuck happened yeah. to Phil? <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, like, 
because they because he was telling me like how many people were at the other ones. This was the fourth one, I think, or the third one. And it's like, well, this is the lowest number we've ever had. And it's like, that is. Such I don't know what to. I don't know what to tell you, man. And that really, uh, that I really had like these like, like, what am I? What am I doing wrong? You know, like, uh, there's a part of me that's like, well, you don't have a, you don't have a mobile fan base, like a a fan base that will want to see you wherever you are. But even if you did, I know that, I know that joint. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, you're like, you're like, hey, what's up? Uh, I'm next to the darts. Sorry, guys, for the people who are here to play darts. Yeah, you're just in like a corner where the DJ equipment is. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, you know, even if you did, they're like, I mean, you would have to have a real rabid fan base because if, that, if that's the case, it book me in the back of a knitting store. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, get a bucket of beers and let's just have like a nice night. That would probably be better. You know what's sick are elk clubs. Yeah, I would do it. I would do a tour of elk clubs. That'd be sick. But you know, you need yeah. to. You know, you need to talk there's, to some guys. Yeah, there's individual. Yeah, they're all individual. There's no one that yeah. signs them all together. But those elks clubs have done so much work to bring in younger people yeah. so yeah it feels like an actual normal you know normal part of civilization to yeah. go to an elks club and if but uh, but you know with some guy was trying to pitch me on doing uh retirement home dude he's like you gotta do this retirement home circuit man he goes people, There's 10. <laughs> people do it but they don't seem to be happy with their lives or they're so delusional they don't understand what they're doing to, at, to yeah. these poor old people. Because first of all, let's say you're the greatest comic in the world. You go in there and it's just, uh, yeah. And you're doing that for fifty, hundred. He's like, dude. He's like, it's only hundred fifty bucks to show, oh, but man. you can put together ten of them. And I'm like, if I put together ten of them, uh, I won't make it to the third one because I will uh, come home and put myself in a bathtub with a toaster. So <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing that. All right. Yeah. That's there's no way, dude. I've there's done, no way. I've done a couple, and they've always been like, it's always been like, this is not, uh, this is not artistically fulfilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No shit, dude. Yeah. Oh no, I gotta, I gotta tell these jokes to dying people. Yeah. There's, don't make them laugh for those. <laughs> 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 Gee, the, the, the little bag where all their shit is will pop out. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. It's a, most of my grandma was, was in a clog a clogging group, and they would. Good they would. <laughs> this was so funny, man. They would. These women started at sixty-five. They would go to retirement homes, clog, get a real nominal amount of money for. It was like eight women. Eight, old, eight older ladies, uh, it was like golden gals. They go there, <laughs> they do their like, tick-a, 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 tick-a. <laughs> and with that, I could see it a little bit because then yeah. people are just, you know, oh, you know, and you're just giving them something nice to look at. Yeah. But they're processing your jokes. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. They're like, this isn't like Harvey Bingle Banger you know, <laughs> at the Banana Club back in '58. You know, it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> they got it's, it's so my grandma would just you know go up there and but like but 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 and then they give you know and these all these women were like well off retired you yeah. know getting social security and they would grab the money and literally go get day drunk somewhere <laughs> and then play you know bumper cars all the way home. <laughs> 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 That was, that was, it was. I mean, I'd hit her up. Like, I was like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I got clogging on Tuesday and a gig on Wednesday." I'm like, "Grandma, you're 82." <laughs> and I, I was like, "I gotta see this," because I knew she was doing it in her 60s. But then, yeah. you know, she's doing it. She, I was yeah. like, "You got?" I'm like, "You're still doing that?" She's like, "Every Tuesday." And so I remember going to see her, and it was only four of them left. <laughs> oh, God. So it started out. I mean, it started out. There were like 40 of them, and they were at the fair wearing little, little cowboy hats and shit. <laughs> And uh, uh, you know, and then it, and then and then I saw him. Sorry, it was her and the, like three other living members. <laughs> <laughs> or now they're looking at like the infirmed person that used to be up. Uh, that used to be on trip, and it was so funny because they're. I mean, when they started, they're up there like ticka 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 ticka, and then like kicking up a leg, like oh. up here ticka 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 ha ticka ticka ticka, and then now it's like ticka 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 ticka. 
and just barely getting it like just it used to be the ankle would come up to the knee and now it's like the ankle the foot the foot's barely coming up to the other ankle my grandma she was she was really uh thin uh and and you know she was kind of frail but she did it all the time so i was like yeah you're the oldest one you're getting your leg up the highest you know what was funny she did it so much she was like if i'm ever sick throw me in the river before you put me in one of these places <laughs> shit <laughs> she did which she yeah, this is pretty this is you know what yeah this is a good topic dying um <laughs> <laughs> all right you want yeah i think it's uh yeah there's a lot to uncover here so well so i'll tell yeah so my grandma it was actually did i don't know you know, it's uh, it was kind of a wild experience, and I'd never, I never, I think I made the right choice, but at the time, it was really a difficult choice to make. Yeah. Like she, she had a stroke, and uh, and then she, they, they got her to where she was breathing and alive, and then she was conscious. They could talk. So they, they were like, they explained everything. They're, they're like, we can put you with like a speech language pathologist. We can get you to probably swallow on your own in a month. Damn. We can get you to, you know, you'll in maybe in six months you might have, uh, a, you know, some mobility. The right side of your body is probably not going to work again. And she's oh. ninety three or four at this time. Damn. And so they go, we're going to pull this out. And we want you to know. We want you to tell us what you think about that. But we think we can we can keep you alive. And it, but it's going to be six months, and you will you'll never. There, I think they said you'll never walk again. Maybe, but they and they said you you. We they're like we think we can get you to swallow again in whatever six weeks, yeah. And so they're she's nodding her head, and then they remove the tube, and they go, well, "Would you have to give us an answer?" And she goes, "Fuck that!" <laughs> <laughs> I love her, man. Yeah, she's great. I greatest. love yeah. her <laughs> because that's that's my yeah. approach. Well, also, yeah. you know, my she she. I mean, the, <laughs> the last my mom would have coffee with her every week. And literally the last ten years of her life, she was in great health. I mean, yeah. for for her ninetieth birthday, my wife and I got her a ladder. Damn. Yes, yeah, so she was. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. she's like, I could really use a new ladder. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, because she pruned her d- trees in her backyard. Yeah. And uh, it was it was like a it wasn't like it wasn't like a fireman's ladder. It was like a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like a six foot ladder she could just step on. But it was so funny. I was like, well, well you know, she gave her the ladder, and I'm like, well, I'm here. And the, my, the whole time I'm like, Jesus Christ, did I just kill my girl? Like, is she going to be up here and <laughs> fall off? And, you know. <laughs> but uh, what was funny, though, is because uh, she, she was going to do this no matter what. Yeah. So I felt a lot better about giving her the ladder when I'm like, why don't you give me your old ladder and I'll just throw it away for you. That's no big deal. And she gives me this, like, 1930s ladder. <laughs> that, been, dude, this thing must have been in her garage <laughs> since, like, Eisenhower. <laughs> I mean, it was just dowels that oh, are like twisting. The whole thing's yeah. like, <laughs> like you're wiggling around. And, oh God! Like I'm, I'm like, you're going up on this. She's like, yeah, you got to hold onto the tree while you're clipping it, and your body's gyrating and shit. Like, dude, she broke her collarbone. Holy stepping crap. on her rug when like when she was 89, and um, uh, and, and she's and my mom's like, well, we gotta get you to the hospital. She's like, it's Tuesday. I'm going after clogging. Oh, so she shit. went clogging and then went and got her collarbone set. Damn. Yeah, it was wild, dude. Well, anyway, so she had always had these conversations. She's like, "Do not, I do not want to live like I've had a great life. I don't want to live with less capacity." I think I'm that's very important. Mobile. Yeah, she was like, "I don't." But, but when you're in that situation, my, you know, by her, when they take the tube out, and she's like, "Fuck that, I'm good. Yeah. Like, let me just put me to hospice." Uh. That took away the burden from my mom. It's still the hard. It's because I mean, even it's someone tells you that that's how they want to go. Yeah. When you're sitting there and, and you have to now make that decision for someone else. Yes. You know, it's that's that's really tough. You know. Yeah. That's why I put I put in a, my I have a like a living will. Yeah. That I got at an auction to benefit this guy who hit his head too hard. <laughs> I don't remember it, but. Uh, it was actually really weird because they asked me to be the auctioneer. Okay. Because they're like, you do you you're a stand up comic. Can you auctioneer? I'm like, yeah, those are not okay. Those yeah. are not like, parallel type. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah, I know, but they they just they didn't want to pay for an auctioneer. And I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, okay, it's fine. And one of the things being auctioned off was a uh, 
uh, living will from a okay. like a law firm had donated it, and then I was my wife was bidding on it, and I'm like, what are you planning? <laughs> 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 it was it was it was. It was She's fun. like, you're on the road a lot. Dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, in that, but they were sitting down with the lawyer, and they're like, what do you want? You know, we're lining out how everything should be divvied up and and how to handle it, and then they're like, and how do you handle like what do you want to be buried like. All that shit, and they're like, "Well, what about the do not resuscitate?" And I was like, "If if I ever sleep past noon, <laughs> I want you to let a dog chew my face off." <laughs> and Lucy will do it. Lucy will volunteer. No, no, no. She won't. She'll just. She no. I want. I want. To make a bad dog happy. <laughs> I, want, I want one of those dog fighting dogs that are getting rescued. The, the child soldiers of rescue dogs. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> And I want, I want that dog to chew my. Fi- I'm gonna donate my, like you would donate your body to medicine. Yeah. I'm gonna donate my body to evil dogs. <laughs> like, hey man, it wasn't their fault, dude. Just, just it shuck my body over a chain link fence. The fucking all the, <laughs> all the gravel's been dug up, and it's just, it's just earth. It's just sad earth. <laughs> like. We we keep trying to kill them, but they keep biting the guns out of our. <laughs> These evil dogs are a menace, dude. Detroit is overrun. They run a whole block. <laughs> These dogs are. These dogs are dealing fentanyl. We think they're part of the Sinaloa cartel. Well, they are Chihuahuas. <laughs> It'd be funny if all these dogs were Chihuahuas. <laughs> that is funny. If someone's like, all dogs go to heaven, you're like, have you fucking seen a junkyard dog? That dog's not going to heaven. <laughs> Purgatory at bells, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, my God, dude. A sca- Would you donate uh, your body? To science? Yeah. Um... I you know I can't think of why I wouldn't. My grandpa did a really funny thing. He just donated his eyeballs, which I always thought was fascinating. Yeah, where he was like, somebody's got to have these. Yeah, these are, it's right? like not the whole, not even the head. It's like just yeah. the eyeballs. Scoop yeah, those so out. Can you imagine being that guy doing the autopsy or the the coroner? Being like, okay, he, he wants to wear, he wants to be cremated. Uh, we gotta, okay, we gotta prepare his body, and they're undressing him, and then like casually reading the thing. Then he's like, oh, Jesus Christ, give me the ice cream scoop. It seemed like the craziest thing to donate. I, I, yeah, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> I've thought about it. Have you, did you, you went? Did you go to Eastern or? Yeah, I took a biology course at Eastern. Yeah. And uh, it was a biology 101. Okay. It was like the easiest shit. I yeah. was just trying to fill a re- requirement one summer. And uh, <laughs> we had a lab where we dissected a, a mouse. And there was oh. this really goofy guy who was a biology uh, ma- He was getting his master's or doctorate. And he was the lab tech. Yeah. And he would walk around. He's like, you want to see something crazy? And oh. he had the open rat. And so you saw the, he goes, show me the lungs. And you think you're learning because yeah. you're like, show me the lungs. You point, and he's like, yeah, they are. Do you want to see how they function? And then you whip a tube out of his pocket, put it on the nose of the rat below, and you oh. see the lungs expand. Oh my! God. So this guy was a total goofball, right? Yeah. Weird and weirdo. I mean, for like, I'm like, what? I don't even know you. Are you? <laughs> I'm like, he wasn't in the class. Like, they're like, he's the lab tech. You're like, is he? Or is he like the janitor who is like, he's like the. <laughs> He's like Matt Damon of the biology department. <laughs> <laughs> He's blowing the fucking. So one, so he, it, it was so crazy. I remember doing this lab, and we all did it. It was all wrapped up, and they're like, "Hey, if you need to leave, that's fine. This is not part of the class. It's just something you can do. You can leave if you don't want, but we just got some fresh cadavers." And oh. immediately, like three people were like, "I'm out." Oh you man, know? and I, and I'm like, I, I got it. I gotta do this. Yeah, like, you know, I, there's, I'll never yeah. have this chance again. 
you know, and then this weirdo is like getting everything. He's got his keys and he's like, this is our cadaver area. And then he puts the can and he turns it and he's like, you want to see a dead body? You know, like, <laughs> which was pretty funny. I mean, I'll give him that. and so he, we look inside and there's cadavers and it's a pretty wild mix. Like it's, yeah. it's all people probably over 50, but there's like an elderly woman, younger guy who oh. died of something. But yeah, it was fun. Cause all you got, you didn't get like names or anything. You got yeah. it was the race, age, and I believe like cause of death, or maybe because yeah, I okay. I have I don't know if I remember this right, but it's like because it was like oh this old lady died of a stroke or you know this uh, yeah. you know seventy five year old woman uh, died of uh, you know chronic cancer or whatever. But then it'd be like, oh, this 50-year-old man died of, uh, you know, putting cocaine in his dick hole. Like, it was all, <laughs> like the men were all, like, the younger men, which yeah, younger yeah. was still 50, but it was like all the younger men were, like, not a normal <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, it's, like, if the family was like, we don't even want a funeral, let's just have him contribute <laughs> by just putting him in the, s- donating his body to science. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, uh, I, I don't know why I wouldn't, you know. I, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I mean. They they need you know bodies for research and yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It, Would you? Yeah, I I mean, I unless unless you know something happened to my body where it was like just like I died in an explosion and it's just my leg. Oh, like yeah. nah, cremate that leg. Yeah, I want to donate it to the coolest jigsaw puzzle. Ever. <laughs> 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 I, they don't. Uh, I wonder they gotta they gotta make that determination though. Like you put it in your yeah. will, and if they're, if they're that'd be so funny if they're like, no, it's in his will. We you're just cramming all yeah. your body parts together. <laughs> <laughs> the, the medical kid who gets you is like, it, it, this cadaver sucks. <laughs> the head keeps falling out. His anus is gone. <laughs> well, that's where he put the dynamite. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I don't even, you know, a lot of people worry about death like to a very extreme extent. Yeah. But to me it's like, man, it's just it's just another process in in this thing that we're doing and I the only reason why I've set up stuff for, you know, like do not resuscitate and all that is just so faith can have an easier time. Like you said, you know, like yeah. no stress on her to make a decision. She would just know like, oh, he doesn't want to be resuscitated. Uh he would if 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 we gotta throw his body away, let's cremate it. Or, you know, best case scenario, we we're gonna donate it. And yeah. that's and that's that. I don't want I, I don't want her to be sitting there like stressing over what to do with my dumb ass, you know? Yeah, yeah, so. no, and that's it. That's my, dude, my, it's funny. My grandma had like everything planned. That's like it was great. just like, yeah, yeah, it was like, it was like my mom didn't even have to like go get cremated or figure out what to do with pot. She like wrote down every little thing she wanted. So all that she had to do was make a phone call. Yeah. Everything was taken care of. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. And she just, <laughs> it was, it was, dude, it was so funny. I don't know if she like revamped it later in life. But it was literally like no funeral mm. and have a memorial for me at this dance recital place with my ladies. <laughs> All right. And, and, so we, and I, I feel like it was, I mean, it's in like the senior community center, like the room you rent. Yeah. And okay. uh, some of the ladies that still dance, like we did the thing, everybody tells a story. There was a pastor came and yeah. said a few nice things. <laughs> he, uh, and then these ladies like did a number. They like came All right. and they were in costume. So at one wow. one po- I don't remember them being in costume when we got there, but when it was their time to go on, they came out in their little cowboy hats oh, and the sh- dress and shit. And Doing the like, dance with one tear rolling on their No. No, because the they've been doing this for so long they've dealt with 20 other yeah you know like like at at this point they're like she was 93 the oldest one (laughs) they're wiping off oldest (laughs) dancer to die they're (laughs) writing a new number up there yeah so it was uh i mean so she all all we had to do is just you know make a phone call and they everything was dealt with so it was uh that's good yeah you know you know you know what's wild is the uh the 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 job with the most suicide rate 
is veterinarian. Wow, that's isn't that what? Because they're and it's it, it, the oh. the theory is that they're absorbing all this, you know, like grief and sorrow from the oh. people putting their dogs on. Yeah. yeah Whereas, yeah. like, so like in hospice, because you think God, hospice has got to be a terrible job. Yeah. But like when uh, when somebody passes, a lot. I don't know if it's like this at every hospice, but I know a lot of them. They they have they have like a separate like meditative area. Okay. Where like with the people that work with the with whoever passed away, take a moment, they go, they just like hold hands or they or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they just kinda sit in silence for a minute. Okay. You know. I think that might that might be needed with veterinarians, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they they're yeah. like they're you know, I mean they're like a family crying and they're like injecting it and they're all hugging the dog and crying. Yeah. And like, okay, okay, all right. Well then we'll go chuck this in the dumpster or whatever they do. <laughs> and then, This is the hardest, yeah. And so then, and then they're immediately like, "Do I put the?" Then they go to the next client. It's like, yeah. "Do I put the warming medicine in the anus, or <laughs> you know, the eye droppers can't fit into Rufus's eyes?" You know, and you know, and, and the dogs are spinning in circles. Like, <laughs> and I mean, you got like, how do you switch that, gears yeah. if you're just doing that all the time? Wow, vet, huh? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, dude. I felt so bad. There's a veterinarian in our Boy Scout troop. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know that fact that I just told you when I said this, so keep that in mind. <laughs> Good <laughs> and, gracious! And he he is older than me, but he went to the same high school, so he's you know we have we've always had something to talk about with that. Yeah. And uh, then he <laughs> he he's a he's a veterinarian, and he uh, he's just he's a good dude, you know. And he, he's always cool. He's like, hey, I saw you in that commercial. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. How's the cat killing business? <laughs> God, you always find the perfect thing to say at the wrong time. Oh, dude, it was at a kid's Eagle Scout banquet. Oh, <laughs> so oh my God. Everybody, he goes, I mean, everybody's in line getting food. <laughs> business he, he just looked at me he's like dude come on man. And, I, and, I, and i was like did you did you kill this too and i'm pointing to the food oh god dude I, yeah he's so yeah i didn't know that and then I, I heard that and i felt really bad but he's he's tough he's got it <laughs> i believe in him uh, uh yeah but i i i uh i'm way more afraid of like transitionary periods of my life yeah you know you know like like how like okay now you know now i'm like at what point do i go oh i gotta i can't ski anymore or, yeah you know what point do you go i can't you know like dude i just did i mean it was one two it was three one-nighters yeah you know stringing which stringing together one-nighters you talk about like what do you want to do with your career I mean, clubs are pretty hard to get into, and they yeah. pay the least, and you know, whatever. I mean, one nighters are way, usually way more profitable, and you yeah. can kind of go pull a string. But man, I do a string of four of them, and I'm like feeling my age. Like I'm mm. like I'm like worn down a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, the only reason this last run wasn't so bad is because we had a single location. Yeah. So at least that, I yeah, could come that. back to that place. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, those are <laughs> when you can do we could string one nighters together like that. That seems to be the best case scenario for one nighters. Yeah, the first night I did the gig, drove an hour to the house, and then st- well, it was an, it was an hour and a half, yeah. and then stayed at the house. But then the next night, I then I did the gig close to that house. Yeah. Next night they had to they had to do drive an hour and a half, and then an hour and a half back to the house. So it was a three hour, yeah, you know, round trip. So it's so funny because we're all having fun, hanging out, and then like four thirty rolls around, all the comics are like. Oh shit! I, like they all just realized the reality of the situation. They're like, "We gotta go, and we gotta come back. We can't go home. We're yeah. in Southern Oregon." So yeah, yeah. The uh, but yeah, yeah. So I don't. I, I just. I'm like, at what point do I go? I, I fucking. I can't string together a bunch of one nighters. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm making enough money to be like. I'm well, gonna... I mean, Brad Upton's doing it. <coughs> yeah, the fifteen thousand dollar man. Yeah. From what <laughs> right, I heard, dude. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, he, someone w- messaged me about nah, like I trying to. Sa- get I got him. the same message. You okay. Got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. and I was like, 
What? That's his agency testing the waters. Yeah. Because I, I brought that up to him. I'm like, dude, if you're charging that much, I'm totally going to now charge <laughs> 400 <laughs> No, but I, I was like, dude, if this is true, that's actually pretty dope because that can kind of all, it can help all of us yeah. elevate our money. And he was like, I don't know what they're doing, dude. He's like, whatever that agency is doing is what he's like. He, he weeds out the goofballs. Yeah, he probably, you know, because I mean. You 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 know what's how it goes. Sometimes you uh, get a message from somebody, yeah, and they're just like they, they don't know they don't understand <laughs> yeah. anything about anything, and then they're like, "Well, can you come? Can, can you? I'm gonna get you, and then I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get Brian Regan, and uh, you think <laughs> um, you think I can get this show for five hundred dollars? And it's like, are you? Out of your mind? Dude, a comic messaged me asking if they could get Whitney Cummins for $2,000. And I was like, you need to quit comedy. Yeah. You need, you don't know. You are delusional. Yes. And like, all you got to do is look at a club. She's selling out nine shows. They're like 300 person. And, and you know, the tickets are like started at like 30 bucks. Yeah. Like, do, do the math. You think the club's taking... 98% of that money like I just I, I when it's when I got asked that I was like how yeah. stupid are you <laughs> yeah like none of that man she probably doesn't even leave her house for less than yeah dude, seven eight at least eight k man you so, know and uh yeah speaking of people who are trying not to die god that Whitney Cummins is like 30% plastic right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once we start videoing this, I don't want to say shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, will you open for me? Oh wait, I just saw your idiot video, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently that's what they the clubs do now. They when they're looking for a host or opener, they send them a bunch of tape. Yeah, they, well they've been doing that the whole time I've been doing comedy. Yeah. If it's an A-list comic, I get it. Because yeah. you don't want it. Man, I mean, I thought I thought, speaking of dying, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, th- I, I thought to headline, you got to learn how to follow anyone. Yeah. And then I started headlining and I was like, I need to learn to follow people who die on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that took a nice little full circle. Uh, Man, Jessica Kirsten did that with me. I was like, we, did you not have a good set? We, we worked before. We, we, we oh, she don't remember you? No, not at all. Wow. And uh, she was like, um, I we're like, I'm you. the heart attack guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I didn't say anything because I was like, well, I mean, if she doesn't remember me, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make this situation more awkward by, um, being like, we worked together for a whole. Oh weekend. no, dude, you yeah. should have made her feel. That's her whole thing. Uh, she took some people in the audience. Hey, how how many fingers do you use when you finger bang your wife? They're like two. You should try all eight. You know, like Jesus. Have you tried your foot? Have you, fit, have you foot, foot fucked your wife? <laughs> so I was just. It just. It just. It felt. It did feel a little funny. Um, leaving the green room, I was like, man. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to sit there and and be so naive to think that my material is memorable or my presence is memorable but i tend to remember at least 60 percent of the people that i work with yeah 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 but i might know, not know their name but i know like their face but god she, but her, she you know her, her touring schedule is pretty wild yeah though, she, so she's she with probably she worked with somebody different every week yeah so i i didn't really uh think about it that hard but when she was like oh yeah um I, I saw your um, video. You got some good stuff. I was like, "Oh man, I need to look at the yeah, videos what did they I send got." You? On. Yeah, yeah. I, what did because the, the club probably just has some old footage that they on file. Yeah, I don't have, you give it to them. Yeah, my last thing that I put up on YouTube is like three years old. Maybe? The club probably sends them whatever they use to market you. Yeah, I went to Spokane Comedy Club, or I went to them a few years ago, and I was like. Yo, like I, I'm like, can you guys not use this? I was like, can you not like post this video? Cause it was a a booking video. I had emailed them like, like seven years ago. Yeah, that they must have just put into a Excel spreadsheet, and they're like, oh, Phil headlines just copy and paste this oh, on our little thing. They don't ever play my and video. It, well, so then what? What was crazy is, is then it never 
got erased. They never they, they oh. kept using it. And so then I just had to go deactivate that video because yeah. like and so then they were like, hey, we don't have a video for you anymore. Our video doesn't oh. like that's how. So now they use okay. a normal video. But I was like, I, it was so funny because when I sent that, I was like, I never heard from them. Yeah. But <laughs> so but then they like, just they used, used it. it. Well, they must just you know typed my name in their Google. You're like, oh, we want a video, but we don't want a bug. I don't know. Like maybe it was quicker for them to just look at it. So it's yeah. it's wild to me what. I mean, <clears throat> it's wild to me what bookers choose, and when it's, it really blows me away when these bookers don't use, you know, video in like the sto- Instagram stories or whatever. Yeah, so I'm like, it's right there. Just yeah. don't post it. So, uh, but I want to uh, uh, continue on this theme of dying. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking do, of dying, we're Nick care? and Dawn at that game. <laughs> God. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's uh, wait, there's aging bookers in this city that we work in, and uh, it yeah. feels like they're gonna keep going until the the wheels are falling yeah, off a little bit. Until yeah. they are forcing the hospice, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. I think if you can, as long as you you know, I think on stage maybe you got a lounge, but if you're still willing to produce right up until you're coming up in a walker and your yeah. pants filled with piss, like <laughs> go for it, dude. I'll I'll lick your piss diapers. <laughs> do the comedy for you i don't give a shit i mean we're good nick um nick was there um people were um people were missing um dawn nick man i i because i had seen him like a month before that you know spry and everything and you could see like you know because i think he still has cancer and and doing the chemo and you could see that kind of knocking him down a couple levels and man, you could, like, as soon as he gets up, that's what he talks about. And it's like, man, these twenty-three people are. Oh, he was talking about it on stage. Yeah, he. I mean, he just made a quick like mention of it, but it wasn't like, in a, you know, he tried to to do you know in a jovial way, but it was like, oh man, people can kind of see and hear, you know, because you know he's always had that gravelly voice but it was more like yeah yeah, gravel. yeah. yeah well it's hard for him to write a joke about it because he hasn't written a new joke in 30 years <laughs> god, damn god i wish i wish people listening to this could understand how funny that was but yeah yeah man it's all uh it's you know trying to go out gracefully is fucking impossible because at the end you're just w- would you um just keep doing it doing stand-up yeah well, that's hard. I've thought about this too because I do all these physical things, and you know. So, I mean, right now when I'm 43, you know, I'm really hoping to get. It'd be great to get another 17 years. If yeah. I could do comedy for 27 years of my life, that'd be a win. What would that take me to? 70? Yeah. Yeah, yeah do I do it till I'm 70 and then assess? You know, okay. I mean, that's kind of what what it is. I mean, it, you know, because it's you know wears on you anyway, just the travel yeah. uh, and everything. So. Uh, I, you know, I do kind of feel like it would be nice. It depends, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, like what I'm doing now, it feels nice because I'm getting gigs and I'm meeting newer comics and, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good position to be in artistically. Like someone asked me what my goal was right now. And I'm like, I don't know. Don't die. Get clips. That's it. Like, That seems that is an impo- I guess that is an important question for comics in our age group because, you know, if you're not um, if you're not regularly headlining comedy clubs, you know, if you're not in the comedy club system, or if you're not, you know, doing really big shows, you're kind of in like a weird gray area where you're like, yeah, where you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not making so much money that this is uh like a dream come true it's still more like work but well i you know and that's that's the thing is like i i like it so much where i'm like you know i as long as i don't you know as long as i'm not asked as long as i don't, don't want to sleep on people's couches yeah because i'll sleep in a person's guest room yeah i'll do you know whatever like that so there are little like little standards like that as I, yeah but i i don't I don't know the one nighter thing. I don't know how long that'll last. Uh, comedy, you know, there's a point too where you're probably going to comedy clubs and shit, man. If you're, 
70 you know if, if you're 65 and you're going to a comedy club like yeah. how are you gonna, you know you're 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 the people that would want to see you in the type of material you're doing are probably in a similar injury that's why you see a lot of older comics uh move to vegas because that's a great city to live in for stand-up comedians yeah. because there's seven clubs they'll book you 10 weeks they'll book you a t- i mean you may not headline every week but but uh, the pay is great yeah and uh, it's cheap to have an apartment there and and then you'll see a lot of older comics just be like, well, I'm not going to get famous. So why don't I just start getting serious about getting cruise ships? Yeah. I mean, I've seriously started thinking about those other avenues. You know, you, you know, I'm I'm always kind of optimistic about um, comedy where I'm like, yeah, I think I, if things fell into place, I could get to that next level. But the realist in me is like, you, you got to start thinking about more uh more more of a easier approach to earning money with comedy yeah yeah and there's uh, yeah the uh so speaking of dying (laughs) the slow (laughs) the slow death of a comedy career is uh is a yeah it's well it's well it's a sad thing and it happens to people when they don't go this is what i want to do like covid was great for me because i was like if i'm i was just like i gotta work the whole country go back and forth yeah. i'm gonna be you know and then uh and I, I mean dude i had until uh, october booked in 2022 or 20 yeah it was, yeah, it was 20 2020 i mean 2020 it was all it was booked yeah. out to october i was trying to work and I, and i'm like this is just what you do yeah. Go to Missouri for seven hundred dollars. <laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> and uh, man, COVID canceling all that shit wound yeah. up being like the best thing for me because I was like, yeah, I was like, what am I doing? This is insane. Like yeah. I remember because I remember d- planning doing that shit. And I remember being literally in like some B and B that I was being put up in by this club that in like I want to say it was Rhode Island or New Hampshire. Yeah, and I, I and <laughs> I, w- I was like, dude, I'm going to do this club. I'm going to razzle-dazzle these motherfuckers. <laughs> and then I'll get a door deal, and I got this whole business model, and I'll come back, and I'm gonna make, and then I'll make money. I'm just going to break even on this trip. Yeah. And I show up to the club, and it sat like 38 people. Holy. I'm like, what? They're not even, how can they even afford that B&B? Like, yeah. I, was, I was just like, how? And it was, it, yeah. it totally felt like a mobbed out thing, because the, yeah, the, the waitresses were like street whores. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the guy running it, I mean, I never saw, the owner came in late, late, sh- like the, like after the late show was wound down and yeah. they're like putting, ta- you know, they're like closing down the bar. This guy shows up wearing like suit jacket, suit, you know, sh- like undershirt, oh. huge d- dude. Like look, look like look like an ugly version of Tony Soprano. Oh, that's mild. And he's right like, there. "Yeah, I'm the owner, and uh, yeah, we got this is pretty good. We got going on. I got the laundry mat down there, and I own the oh, arcade. It's like every cash, cash base. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I own the liquor store. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I gotta get out of here, dude. And yeah. so, but yeah, so it was. Um, I'm was, not gonna lie though, man. When you were doing that, I was. I was really impressed because that's the for so long in my career I was being told that's what you do. You do that until you get a foothold into the into the club system and then that helps you become like a regular and I think those days are gone, man. Yeah. I mean, I think if you want to go or you know travel and feature everywhere, maybe. But I think that even that's gone, you know, yeah. because all these big acts are pulling in their own features anyway, and so and and they don't put up features at clubs, why, right? Why, so why, why do you think that? Why do you think that happened? My my hypothesis has always been my hypothesis has always been the the headliner kind of just wants to be comfortable when they go somewhere, so they just grab somebody who isn't like who, who's reasonable enough to their senses where they don't have to well, be I think stressed you, you go and watch someone watch enough people people bomb in front yeah. of you you're like i need to get some level of reliability here yeah and i think during covid 
people felt safer bringing someone that they knew on the road with them and realized this is affordable. Like, yeah, like, cause, cause first of all, a lot of features are going to work for like I think there's there's some people who are like I don't want to ask this person for only it's my friend and I don't want to give yeah. him a, a, a basically a losing money deal yeah but when you you know you know when you really rubber hits the road a lot of comics just kind of want to have an anchor reliable gig somewhere yeah. and so a lot of people will take it yeah you know like I, I was working these I've these there's these comics in Portland are, are getting real good. These, and there's some features there that I'm like, why don't you just try doing some bar gigs? Like, yeah. like leave the area, like really just go for it. Yeah. And I remember t- I, was, I was telling a guy booking a bar, uh, in Eastern Washington, I'm like, hit up these people. Like, and cause I'm cause I don't like to be the first person to start doing gigs. Yeah. I want it to be established, you know? So I was like, hit up these people. They'd be stoked. And he's like, Oh, but I mean, isn't that kind of bad to offer them? you know 250 bucks to come all this way and i'm like not if they give a shit they're so yeah. hungry they just they want the time they're gonna do a good job like not, like they're they, i think do i think doing the road in a shitty way like that yeah is worth it to harden your act and sort of harden your soul <laughs> yeah you, yeah you need calluses on that yeah, soul. yeah man. dude yeah yeah especially if you're a white man uh, <laughs> <laughs> man i knew I, I know i needed it because I'm an introvert and I kind of live in my own head. Yeah. So my, so I can I can kind of overestimate like, um, my material, and so I needed an even harsher external critic, you know, to to not yeah. not be realist about about it to fucking try to nag me to death. So yeah. that way, I kind of evaluated differently. And I kind of get to more of a, a um, an even level because um, you would put you put stuff online, and I remember when I first started doing it, when I was like six months in, I was putting stuff on YouTube, and people was just I still remember this comment. This guy said, "This motherfucker ain't fucking funny," and I and I st- I still remember it. And, well, it was too weird for me to go introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> And it hurt, you know, it hurt, but at yeah. the same time I was like, I reevaluated the joke and I was like, Yeah, that's not that's not really that good. I can yeah. do better. And, you know, now when I post stuff, you know, you don't get that. And when you do get like a weird comment, it doesn't does nothing to me. Yeah, no, and it has to. I mean there's yeah. And it's funny now because on your own videos you can just hold the thing yeah. the comment. <laughs> yeah like trash like I don't even, the people that like engage with that shit and yeah you know because I, I the only reason i read comments is to make sure there's not someone like there's a klu klux klan rally at my house and yeah, this is yeah. the address you know i just want to yeah. make sure there's not some insane thing that's happening on on the on the uh comment section so i've seen uh, your responses to video to negative stuff like that and i've always been like how does he not just walk around all day with it in his head. Because remember, you did a, man, I can't I can't remember the exact video, but you did it with your Honda um, Ridgeline. Oh, yeah. And yes. every, you got like 90 comments about like, that's not a truck, that's not a truck. And there was this one guy who was like, almost illegally mean. Like, it was almost to the point of like, assault. And you were just like, playfully like bouncing back at him and i was like i don't know how he does because i would have just well, i would have cursed him out and then all those people that are saying tr- like this isn't a truck and all the mean shit like had already all been said to my face by <laughs> people i know <laughs> so that was like <laughs> yeah you know, yeah so like yeah so yeah all these dudes when i showed up with a new car nobody was even like cool new car or whatever whatever they were like you're not allowed to be in the truck club. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to storm the Capitol with you losers. I got five homeless guys in this. <laughs> and, and, and these bicycles they modified. That's We're storming the other side of the Capitol. I got, I got a crock pot filled with those little wieners. <laughs> That's how we're storming it. <laughs> I, <laughs> Oh man, that yeah. All right. Well, um, 
Yeah. All right. Well, that was, I think it's good. We got to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything to promote. Buy my shirt. Well, screw it. Don't even buy my shirt. I don't care. I'm at, yeah, World <laughs> King Wineries. It feels so insane to promote this. Like someone in Woodenwillville, Washington is going to somehow find this podcast and be like, oh, working wineries? <laughs> I'm go- How funny it would be the one person who finds it there, tries to buy a ticket, and it's sold out? Oh. <laughs> that Maybe then they would follow you so they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't see it. I'm not going to hashtag Woodenville because every time I hashtag a town now, they're like, Promoted on Woodenville yeah. Arts and Crafts. You know, some yeah. robot automatically pops in there. Oh, man. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about promoting. This has been uh, Bro Dads, two guys getting to know each other who already know each other a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> what do you think you want to wrap up with? Um, the housekeeping. Um, we have a Instagram um, page, so please hit that up. I was looking for a cat's butthole to put up, but... That got really weird. I'll, I'll give you some of the ones in my <laughs> in, in my in my in my file listed <laughs> photography. Yeah, man, they were showing like neighborhood photography. Oh cat buttholes. This, <laughs> this is that's too deep. I don't want that deep into a cat's butthole, man. <laughs> I'm not a veterinarian about to kill himself. <laughs> That'd be so funny. What the reason I just said is totally wrong. They're like. It's because when you cut, touch a cat's butthole, you get a parasite that causes you to think you have to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we also have a, a Gmail um, at brodadscast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on iTunes now, so that's good. Yeah, tell um, your friends, man. Get on Instagram because I think there's going to be videos eventually. Yeah, we're going to start doing videos. And uh, thanks for listening. Tell people, um, oh, rate us. That's the best way it gets out, to rate us. Don't die, get clips. <laughs>